Oh, don't hate me for this one, okay? In this podcast episode, I'm going against the grain. I have to be real with you. A lot of the scheduling tricks and tips that I've heard just plain don't work for those of us who are trying to work on this business while we're teaching. And you might be thinking, Alyssa, everyone is telling me to use this strategy and you're telling me not to. I swear I'm not trying to confuse you with this podcast episode. I'm trying to save you from the stress I went through trying to make all of these scheduling tips work for me as a part-time business owner. Most of the people that I listen to or people that I watch on video or books I read, they're all giving tips for full-time entrepreneurs. And many of those tips work really well in theory, but when you only have a few hours a night to work, if that, on your business, then they need to be adjusted to kind of fit our real life schedules. So in this episode, I'm diving deep into strategy and scheduling to tell you which strategies don't work for me. And I will tell you also what does work. Of course, my main point of this whole podcast is that, especially when it comes to scheduling, you've got to try the different methods and choose the one that works best for you. Just because one scheduling method works for somebody else, of course, does not mean that's going to work in the same way for you. So as a side hustle and teacher mama, that means I teach full-time all day, I hang with my toddlers in the evening, I build my business from 7.30 to 9.30 when my kids are in bed, and so I have to find scheduling strategies that really work for me and the time that I do have to spend in my business. And I'm happy to report that these tips do work, and I'm sharing them in hopes that some of you are going to have a light bulb moment today and feel your workload lightened by these simple shifts in the popular time-saving strategies that we've all heard about but maybe couldn't figure out how to get them to work for us. How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice Get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Before I jump in, I want to share a review from Samantha who says, not only is Alyssa a wonderful marketing teacher, but she genuinely wants nothing more than for everyone to succeed. Listening to the podcast can leave you with tons of actionable steps to move your business and your mindset to a better place. Teachers are such hardworking people and Alyssa has made our lives simpler, better, and more prosperous. So thank you, Samantha, for that amazing review. And it is so true that teachers are hardworking people. That's why I chose the name of this podcast, Teacher Hustle, because I think teachers have that special sort of hustle, that special drive to do more, create more, have more impact. And I am so honored to be able to help all of you do that in an easier way, starting with this podcast episode where we'll talk about some ways you can save time. 
The first time-saving strategy we'll discuss you've probably heard of before. It's called batch working. Many full-time entrepreneurs swear by the strategy of batch working. I think I first heard about the concept from a big marketing guru a few years ago, but I hadn't really tried it in my business at the time I was working with local businesses, and I didn't really have a need for it. Uh, I also didn't really see how it was going to work for me given the time frame that I had. But it came up again in another podcast right when I was starting to create this podcast, so over this past summer, at a time when I was trying to serve my new Teacher Hustle University crew members because THU was a new membership at the time. I was overloaded with tasks with trying to get the podcast set up and going. My to-do list was actually a mile long. And so batching like tasks together sounded like a great idea. The basic idea, if you haven't heard of it, is that if you want to save time when you're working on your online business, you should group like tasks together and do those all in one sitting. So if you're working on a podcast, you would work on your podcast episodes in one sitting and maybe the next night you would work on writing your emails. And And I'm saying night because that's when I work, but really when people talk about this, they're talking about doing a whole day of that. So a whole day of their work would be dedicated to podcasts or a whole day of their work would be dedicated to writing emails or writing blog posts. The concept itself actually comes from manufacturing companies. Uh, Just like in manufacturing production, they create a bunch of products at once and then they go through each of the different stages of production together. We would batch certain stages of our project at the same time. So for example, if you have a podcast, your whole day would be devoted to maybe writing your podcast in one sitting, and then the next day you'd be ready to record all of them. Or maybe you could do that all in one day and you'd get a whole bunch of them done. So one marketing expert talked about how she recorded 15 podcast interviews in one day which sounds amazing because from the content creation perspective, if you release one podcast or one blog post or one video a week, that means you would have months of content created in just a day. That sounds like a dream and working in big chunks without switching the type of task you're working on is exactly what you need to keep your brain focused and just give your brain that chance to stay focused. And all of this sounded wonderful. I'm one of those people who constantly has a thousand tabs open at once, both literally and figuratively. I actually, on my computer, always have a thousand tabs open and in my mind, my brain goes a mile a minute. So when I sit down to work, I do tend to be the type of worker who starts one thing and then finds myself down a rabbit hole on something completely different the next minute the first thing I'll like leave it totally unfinished. So I felt like I was in a place where I was starting a million little projects and never finishing them. So I thought for sure batch working would solve all of my problems with scheduling. So I sat down like a good worker, the good worker me that I am. I sat down the next day to test all of this out. And writing and recording these podcasts is really what takes up the bulk of my time. 
podcasts. I put them out every week. It's my main pillar content. It's the longest form of content that I put out and I I have to stick to doing it every week. So it takes up most of my time. And I knew that was the task that I had to work on batching. So I work at night. I work from about 7.30 if my kids go down at the right time, which hardly ever happens anymore. And I try to get to bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock. If it's any later than that, I'm exhausted the next day and I'm sorry that I stayed up that late, you know, and I'm paying for it the whole next day. So the first night, my 7.30 time, I sat down, I outlined a couple of podcast episodes and like, cool, that was pretty easy. I figured out I could research for the podcast. I could outline everything. I could get like two 20-minute episodes done during my two-hour work time. So that's, you know, with different topics that you guys might be interested in, figuring all of that out, and then outlining the episodes from start to finish. I could do about two of those during the two-hour work time, which is not too bad. So didn't have time to record them though, right? Because, you know, by 930, I've got to get to bed. So night two, I sit down and I'm ready to record. I have them outlined. The keywords are done. I had even written my show notes. That's the little notes that go underneath the podcast. So when you pull the episode up, I also write the notes that you get there and add any links or whatever. So that was all done. Great. Night two, I record the two podcast episodes. And They are about 20 minutes a piece, 20 to 30 minutes, plus there's some setup and some editing. And so it took me just about, just a little under the two hours to record both podcasts. But to be honest, I didn't really have the energy to do a third one and I wasn't ready because I hadn't written it the night before. So it was pretty good. I had two weeks worth of podcast episodes recorded over those two nights. Now, on the third night, I wasn't quite done with my podcast work because there's still some more back-end stuff, right? You have to, you know, recording the podcast isn't the end of it. You also have to upload them. You have to schedule them. You've got to get the show notes into the scheduler. You've got to create a blog post if you're doing that like I am with each podcast. You might create a pin or some Insta story templates. So all that, like marketing, those marketing tasks, I did that the third night. So, okay, three nights, two hours a night. I am a little bit of a slow worker, but that's how long it took me to plan them, record them, upload them, share them, two weeks worth of podcast episodes. And to be honest, the timing, it didn't seem that bad. I still had a really long to-do list of things that I needed to work on creating inside of Teacher Hustle University, things I needed to post on social media, getting all of the other little things done. But it seemed like, for the most part, the bulk of my content was done in those three nights. So that was a big weight lifted. And I had the next week free to work on the rest of my business. The best part about this strategy was that I was able to focus. I was like on a mission to get these podcasts done. My brain was totally devoted to podcasts for those three days. I left my phone across the room. I didn't open any other tabs. I knew my mission was podcasting. So I stuck to it. Keeping my task for the night clear and simple, that was the winning piece of this strategy for sure. I'm going to repeat that. The winning part of the batch working strategy for me was just knowing what my task was for the night and sticking to that. That was the piece of this that worked for me. But I'm going to tell you about how the rest of it sort of fell apart. So keeping that one piece, guess what happened when it was the time that, you know, two weeks later where it was time to start this process, this batching of podcasts all over again. I was dreading it because I had had two weeks off from podcasts, right? And I'm the type of person who gets bored really easily. 
Uh, if you couldn't tell already, <laughs> I totally like to, you know, tackle new things. So the thought of spending three nights on this process again, just to give myself one week off from it, felt like a really big mountain to climb. It was like, okay, here I am again, three more days of podcasting in front of me. Um, I run on caffeine, you guys, and like accomplishment. I need a t-shirt that says I run on caffeine and checking things off of a to-do list. Because for me, hitting publish on my podcast episode gives me like this little burst of excitement. Like I did it. Check it off. One episode done. And scheduling, you know, a blog post out when I hit the schedule button, I feel like, whew, this little sense of like I did something. It's like a virtual pat on the back. So simply put, I kind of figured out that I hated not seeing each episode all the way through from start to finish. It really wasn't motivating for me to leave the podcast open for the next night just to get two done at a time. I really like checking items off the to-do list. I thrive off of completing an entire process. And so that's when the light bulb went off. I, I was thinking to myself, how can I keep this focus on the task, this focus on podcasts, keep those elements of batch working that did help me stay focused. The part where I put my phone across the room and I stayed focused on podcasting. But how could I structure my time differently to work for me where I only have two hours in front of me and not, you know, six to eight hours in front of me to get these things done? As a side hustle business owner, when you only have a few hours to batch the same task, You've got to focus on what can you get done in those hours that will still keep you focused on that one task, but that will work for you. And for me, that meant I needed to batch the entire process. So I just shifted things ever so slightly to make this work for my side hustle business. So instead of sitting down to do several parts of a larger project in one sitting, or expecting myself to somehow record two months worth of podcasts in that one sitting. That's like just too much, right? I'm never going to get that done. So I wanted to try out what if I sat down and completed one podcast, the entire process from start to finish in the two hours I had. First of all, could I do it if time allowed? Um, Could I get that done? And then if time allowed, could I then get a second one in in those two hours. And I know that was kind of a stretch, but if I kept my brain focused on that same process as I did with the first one, could I knock out more than one round of this thing in one night? So using the same podcasting example, what that would look like for me is that on night one, during my two hours of work time, I would outline the podcast, write the show notes, record that episode, upload it, schedule it, schedule a a blog post and create a pin. So the whole thing would be scheduled. I would hit that schedule button. I would check it off my to-do list. It would be ready to go by the end of my work time. And then could I do this fast enough that I could repeat the process in the same night? Could I outline, record, upload another episode in that hour's time so that I could repeat the same process during the second hour? And here's what I found out. I found out that when I streamlined the process of taking the podcast from an idea to publishing it, if I grouped smaller tasks like outlining and writing the show notes together, and if I stayed really laser focused on this one process, I could 
schedule out two episodes in those two hours instead of two episodes over three days in the two hours or just under two hour increments. This was a really small shift and I know it seems like a lot to get done in two hours, but once you get going on that process and you get that reward of hitting that publish button, it works. And if I don't get two done in a night, I don't beat myself up. I just do the second one the second night. Uh, It's just about sticking with that task you have in front of you. Now, part of why this whole process batching, I'll call it, works for me is because I function off of that reward. I'm highly motivated by completing the task from start to finish. So because I was highly motivated to finish it up, the focus was easier. The process was easier. I was not bored and I had a good reason to stay focused. Like I wanted to cross this thing off my to-do list and sometimes I want to cross two off my to-do list. Process batching is could totally work on all kinds of tasks from writing emails to writing blog posts to doing podcasts to product creation and everything in between. It's still based on the same batch working strategy we've heard of, the idea of keeping your brain on like tasks, but it's done slightly differently for those of us who don't have the time to devote to those tasks all in one day. All right, so if you're ready to try out this process batching, slight shift to the strategy you already knew this week, then take out your notebook. I'm going to tell you step by step how to do this in your business. So the first step is figuring out and mapping out exactly what goes into each major process in your business. So when you sit down to write out a blog post, that would be a major process in your business. What are all of the tiny little steps that go into publishing that blog post? You probably have to do your keyword research. You have to write your title, find related links. You have to write the post. You have to edit the post. You want to add graphics. You probably want to create some pins from the post too. And I like to count some of those smaller, quicker social media scheduling pieces as part of the process because it's really easy to add on. When you're already focused on writing that blog post, It can be really easy to whip up a few pins and schedule them out as part of that entire process. And then once you've mapped out your process, find the tasks that are alike and group those together. So in that example, you have like your researching tasks and then your writing and your editing tasks and then your scheduling and marketing tasks on the back end. So instead of separating these out and researching three blog posts, and then writing and editing three blog posts, and then scheduling and marketing three blog posts, you would go down the entire process for one blog post and then quickly cross that off your to-do list, give yourself that little piece of satisfaction, and then quickly move on to the entire process for the second, maybe the third, if you're really into it. The key is that you can try to fit in more than one process in a sitting because you're focused on taking that one task from start to finish. And with that schedule button as your motivator, my bet is that you will be able to batch in this way in a shorter amount of time and still get more than one long piece of content done or more than one big thing in your business done. And so disclaimer though, batch working in this way is not going to work for everyone. And really remember the core piece of all of this was that you keep your brain focused on one task per work session. And so however that has to work for you, whether you're somebody who likes to pull apart projects and you like to work carefully on each part before moving into the next one, then do it that way. Or if you're someone like me who's motivated by taking something from the start all the way to completion, then doing the whole process 
per night a couple of times might be a total time saver for you. It might just give you that motivation to get more done. Either way, the point is we can all agree it saves us a ton of brain power to be able to focus on one area of our business each time we sit down to work, given the time we have in front of us. Now, my second scheduling gripe is uh, morning rituals because Yes, they are amazing. I love the idea of waking up early and reading a few pages from a business book and sipping some tea and meditating and writing in a gratitude journal. And I know I need to do all of this. And I know I would, you know, it's self-care and I would feel so good from doing it. But a lot of the people who are talking about doing these rituals follow those rituals up by a day of working in their business. They're not headed off to do something else like teaching afterward, and then they have to try to squeeze in their business time later in the night. Morning rituals might work better for me like in the summer where I have more time to spend in my business. But right now, during the school year, I find that if I try to get up early in the morning before I go to school, first of all, if I try to get up before the kids get up, somebody inevitably has some sort of sixth sense that I'm awake and they also get up and they come down the stairs like asking me for a bowl of cereal. And secondly, if I have an extra hour to spend on my business because I happen to like actually set my alarm and actually get out of bed that morning, then I need to spend it knocking a few tasks off my to-do list, as lame as that sounds. And I know it doesn't sound as great as a starting your day with a morning ritual. But for me, if I have If I actually get myself out of bed early enough, then I would love to use that time to actually, you know, move forward in my business. Not that morning rituals don't move you forward. They do. But I need to be able to knock some tasks off that to-do list to use that time wisely. So I keep a list of quick tasks that I know I can get done before somebody hears me, before they come barreling down the stairs and needing something from me. And Those tasks also have to be the kind of tasks where I'm not going to be totally annoyed if I get interrupted. So things that are not going to just, it's not going to throw my whole project off to have a kid come down in the middle of it and need breakfast. Things like scheduling out my social media posts, scheduling things on Tailwind, editing pictures, little mundane tasks that I can finish up while I'm sipping my coffee or my tea. You know, it's still enjoyable. It's still peaceful. It's still quiet. It's still a morning ritual, but I'm also checking some of these smaller things off of my to-do list. And I know that I would love to incorporate some of these more peaceful morning rituals. And I've been trying doing this on the weekends, or I will try to do it once or twice during the week. But most of the time, if I get up early, I have a to-do type of morning where I'm crossing off smaller tasks. And the more relaxing ones where I do get up and I don't really feel like getting into the to-do list, those are the ones where I write. I really, writing comes much more easily to me in the morning. And sometimes I just stay right in bed and write on my cell phone because then nobody knows that I'm awake. I can just kind of roll over, get on my cell phone, pull up my notes page and start writing social media captions or emails or even ideas for the podcast. For some reason, writing comes so much more easily to me in the morning. So lots of times if I happen to wake up early, I will do some writing. All right, last but not least, my favorite strategy for productivity is to reduce those, and I hate this word, but it is a good description of what I'm about to say, reduce the time suck activities to the smallest percentage of my work time. If you haven't heard people talk about this idea of time suck activities, it's 
the activities that you do in your business that take up the most of your time. They literally drain your time. And so this one's really easy. And I think both full-time and part-time entrepreneurs can all agree that these tasks that are taking up a whole bunch of our time, whether we're working on it full-time or part-time, these these have to go. So we need to take an audit of all the time that we spend in our business for one whole week. That means writing down every single thing you do in your business for one whole week. And I know that seems annoying, and I know this because my husband, Matt, he's a personal trainer, and the first thing he always does with his clients is makes them track their food for a week before they do any changes to their to their nutrition. He needs to know exactly what they eat in a typical week, and everyone fights it, and everyone hates doing it because when they've come to him, they're ready to change. They're ready like today to start eating better. But I totally see his point. The importance in making a lifestyle change is to take stock in what you've already been doing to reflect on that, to make that effective change. So we really need to, for a week, when we sit down to work, write down every little thing you do, journal it. Like, do you check your email and how long does that take? Did you scroll Instagram? How long did that take? Did you create a product cover? How long did that take? And then figure out what are the tasks that are taking up most of your time. How can you reduce those tasks to a smaller amount of time? So if you find yourself obsessing over something that you know you shouldn't be obsessing over and that's a time suck for you, then maybe you have to hire out for it. If it's graphic design or I know for a lot of the THU crew members, it's like taking photos of their products, printing them out and doing all that. It just takes so much time. Is this something that might be worthwhile for you to pay someone else to do it? And worthwhile, meaning that it it frees you up for an hour or two in your business where you could be doing something else that requires your creative mind. If you're scrolling Instagram, you're just like me, you need to start maybe setting a timer or being more intentional with your time on Instagram, figuring out what's really going to move your business forward when you're there and what's not. Maybe you need to set your phone across the room or put it on airplane mode while you work. But take inventory of your time and just be more intentional. All right. You know I'm dying to know what your favorite productivity tips and tricks are, so be sure to come over to the Teacher Hustle podcast group on Facebook to let us know your best strategies for saving time. I can't wait to hear all of them, and now I'm headed off to schedule this episode to click that button to to cross this off my to-do list. As much as I love being with you, to cross it off my to-do list and start my process over again for the next one. So I will see you next week in another episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get the latest episodes. If you have a question for me about marketing, mindset, momming, or even life in general, really anything along the lines of anything that I talk about, you can send me a voice recording over at alyssamcdonald.com slash askalyssa. That's A-L-I-S-S-A. No, I could never get those personalized pencils when I was in elementary school because I spelled my name with an I. Anyway, if you have a question and you send me a voice recording, who knows, your question might be featured on the next podcast. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll see you back here next week.